You're listening to the PCAST, presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, our listeners. I am Colby Wilson. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, welcoming in another guest host this week in El Jefe, Cody Bush, the communications boss and one of the longest-tenured athletics employees at Austin P. Bush, how are you today? Doing good. Long-time listener, first-time caller here. We'll, we'll take that. Um, let's jump right into it now that we've actually got things going on ish, sort of, kind of. Um, last week, the OVC media preseason poll came out. This is not to be confused with the coaches and SIDs poll, the, the official one, the one that, uh, you know, most people would take as expert knowledge. This is the media poll, which uh, basically just confirmed the coaches poll and that Austin P, the co favorites, and Terry Taylor uh, is expected to be the player of the year in the conference again. Uh, Preseason player of the year. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. yeah. To, to, the, to the great surprise of precisely no one. I don't even know who you'd put up against him, honestly, other than uh, his teammate Jordan Adams. According to uh, The Athletic and ESPN, uh, there's there's no one uh, nah. at the mid-major level that you would even remotely compare him to at this point. So um, we'll take that uh, those accolades in the preseason. Now we just got to turn them into something that's real. And uh, when we'll do that is uh, November 25th. We start uh, knock on uh, the plastic table on in front of us. Start translating those next week, hopefully. Um, we got a lot of scheduling stuff in the coffer this week. Uh, three dates for cross country in the spring. Uh, one of them will be hosting the OVC cross country championships out in Sango the first weekend in March. Sounds right. It should be warm. It, uh, as as a Person who's well experienced with what the weather can be like uh, in February and March. Um, March can be kind of iffy. Uh, it's not the coldest. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if it snowed. Going to be kind of a weird cross-country season this year because, you know, usually they start in August when it's super hot and they run till November when, when it's, it's cold. <laughs> and now they're going to start in the dead of January winter. when yeah. it's frigid and run until March and when they start to thaw out. Yeah, just before spring. Uh, so... Uh, you know, we're used to seeing them what play five or run five meets over ten weeks. About that, yeah. And then the conference championship, and it's one, two, done yeah. this year. So, uh, quick cross country schedule, but it has to be that way because uh, indoor and outdoor track and field are basically overlapping each other this year. So, uh, going to be a crazy year for our runners out in track and field and cross country land. Hope to get a working knowledge of our actual track schedule out by next week but we do have some confirmation of our golf schedules tentatively of course pending of course <laughs> in these uncertain times of course but five dates for the women's golf program seven for the men um both begin uh last week in february early march area um if I'm saying, which doesn't give them a lot of time because their championship, they is did not one move the, the one championship. Of their first championships in the conference, so that was one of the first ones that's supposed to go roughly its scheduled day in mid-April. Uh, so if these are three-day, if these are three-day tournaments, then they're basically going from one tournament, getting in the van, going to the next tournament, all spring. And now, granted, usually that's also condensed with a. Uh, uh, spring break trip in there as well. I don't have the foggiest notion what the plan is for something like that right now, but well, it, we don't we don't have a traditional spring break. Yeah, in no. the spring that anyone's going to have. Yeah, not 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 like we're used to. Uh, I know for the women, uh, keeping it pretty local. Uh, they're going to Murray's tourney. They're going to Tech's tourney. Chat. Uh, 
Chattanooga. The men uh, taking a few more local haunts as well, mixed in with some stuff that they're kind of traditionally involved in. So it's it's none of the big like we're going to go to Vegas or we're going to go play California. Well, the women aren't, do have the big season opener out in uh, Keel, South Carolina, but even then, that's a repeat from last year yeah. as well. So uh, it's 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 familiarity, but also challenge as well, and I think that's going to be good for both of them. Um, and we've even added more basketball games this before week. Before we walked in. Right before we walked in, I had a Transylvania on December 5th. McKendry visiting the Dunn Center on December 15th. That is a 1 p.m. tip for Transylvania, which we just got a text confirmation for. Yeah, that's that's as hot off the press as we can do here on the uh, PCAST. And just so you know, that's not the Transylvania national team. No. Out of Romania, that is Transylvania University out of Lexington, Kentucky. So. Which absolutely missed every conceivable chance to have a cool or interesting logo because when you think Transylvania you would think vampires the vampires the Draculas but they at the, least the went impalers. with a yeah does but, it have fangs but they're but they are Transylvania is the pioneers with a bat as a logo with a bat as a logo <laughs> You are preaching to the choir there, bud. I have Too bad this isn't a visual medium because the look on my face is, is contemplative. Very I just, contemplative. I don't know where you get the bat with the pioneers. I guess well, they're they, not the only one that has that weird mishmash that, you know, their mascot is one thing and they're... Yeah, but, like, if you were going to go with the pioneers, you could, like, have, you could have Const- some dude... Constantoga Wagon. You could have some dude cosplaying as Paul Ingalls for all I that, care. I that mean, works. But, but the one hand of, hey, we're the pioneers. Also, we have bats. Yeah, we have bats. I guess I will be right at home in here last night when we were uh, doing some filming for the uh, men's basketball uh, player introductions and the intro video. There's a bat flying our, around. Our annual bat visit yeah. in, the, in the winter. Okay. Do you know, this is an aside, <laughs> do you know what? The cutout is up at the very tippy top above the soccer offices. Does it it still have the uh, catcher's mask? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's been there since I started here. I'm pretty sure it's been here since the building got put up. It's the ghost of the Dunn Center. Well, uh, with the lights off last night. It's a little creepy. Yes. It it caught the eye of a few people. Yeah. Nope, that's been up there for as long as I've been here, which is 21 years now, and it predates me. So Somebody said it looked like Lake Kelly. Uh, no, it's it's nah. Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, we'll ra- as we'll wrap up this first segment, we will extend some congratulations to our two Austin P baseball hurlers in Major League Baseball. Not because they remain in Major League Baseball, though that's pretty good too. But on November seventh, Ryan Harper got married, and on November fourteenth, Tyler Rogers also tied the knot. Mazel tov to both of them. A, uh, a pretty successful little uh, two-week stretch for the, the former Govs. Yeah, uh, both uh, did very well in finding their partners. Uh, someone who could... Both outkick their coverage by several miles. Very, very much outkick their coverage. Uh, but, you know, uh, good to see, uh, you know, those two guys uh, succeeding uh, not only on the baseball field but in life. <laughs> we will wrap it up, and we will bring on Aaron Eisenhart of the Austin Bee Volleyball Program right after. I'm the one you like. Yeah, I'm the one you like. And I be talking like. I ain't scared to lose a fist fight. And she grabbing on my like. She want to see if it'll fit right. That's just the way. Yeah. Way. Let me grab some 
Now the pressure is on. When doing my research on Aaron Eisenhart, the thing that kept coming up was fun. Oh, Aaron's so fun. She's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy talking to her. She makes life fun. Aaron, a high bar has been set. People put a lot of pressure on you to be fun here. <laughs> so uh, I hope you can live up to that, but thank you for coming in today. Thank you. I hope I can live up to it, too. Let's start with an easy one. Why did you decide on volleyball? Well, I had played soccer up until my sixth grade year, and my sister played in college at UWA. And that's basically all I'd ever known. I'd played since I was really young. And then my friends were all getting into volleyball. And so I was like, okay, like, I kind of want to try something different. I've been playing soccer for a really long time. So I tried it out, instantly fell in love with it. Then it was like, I have to be decide between soccer and volleyball. And I decided to go with volleyball. It was new, interesting. So that's how I got into it. And becoming a defensive specialist, that's not everybody's cup of tea. So how did you fall into it? Basically, my height. It was either be a defensive specialist or be a setter. And I originally tried out as a setter, and then they were like, uh, I think you'll be better at this position. <laughs> so then I ended up doing that. What was it about setting that was problematic? Honestly, I think it was my arm strength. I, You know, playing soccer, it's not really arms, it's all legs. And so I really couldn't get the ball out, like, to the outsides. So they put me there, and I just love scrapping after the ball, like just picking up everything, throwing my body on the ground. Like, I love that part of it. And I think that's part of what really embodies of like a DS position is just like being able to get out there and get after it. So I think that suited my attitude and mindset better too. Diving on the floor, being physical, something you'd kind of gotten used to in soccer. Right. So why Austin P? Well, I had three options, a D3, D2, and then here. And I hadn't come here on my visit yet. So I was like, I don't really know like what I'm getting myself into. I really wanted to play D1. That was my dream. But I'd gone to these two other schools I'd visited, like known the campus, so it was a really hard decision for me. And then after my visit here, I told my mom, I was like, this is a place. It feels like family. I get to experience the D1 level that I've wanted to play at. And it's big enough where I don't know every single person, but small enough where I know like my friends and I'll see them on campus. So I just loved everything about the school they had. I mean, I have a broad major management, so it was easy for me to find that here. What do you do outside of volleyball? I like to shop, watch Netflix, get my nails done, TikTok. That's a big one for me. I've heard from basically everyone that I'm required <laughs> to ask you about TikTok. Why is TikTok your social media platform of choice? I think it is so funny. You can find everything from like cooking videos to ones that'll make you laugh to health everything is just on TikTok and then of course I get to make videos which I love to dance too um so I get to bring all my passions into one <laughs> um the beach season last year did not really come to fruition the way I think you guys would have wanted it to how disappointing was that that was really upsetting honestly um from my perspective, coming in as a freshman, I had done a couple beach tournaments, but nothing very serious before. And then coming in, like, I love beach volleyball. I think it's so fun. And I think it's cool how it's the same sport as volleyball, but it's completely different. So it's almost like starting late in the game, but you aren't trying to pick up every single new skill, but you still got to develop new skills. So I think coming in and being excited, like, this is new, this is exciting. I really like it. And then after our first tournament being like, that's, that's it. it. 
the skill transfer from beach to indoor and back i've heard from a lot of people that those skills that you pick up in beach really help you in indoor has that been the case for you yes especially with defensively just reading the ball and seeing it i can tell and serve receive as well just reading the ball so much faster i can tell a huge improvement in my game from sand because i mean there's only two people on the court at that time sometimes one person's blocking you've got to be able to read quickly and react quickly and I think that has helped a lot in my indoor game and you can't just specialize either you know in in indoor you are going for the ball off the floor at all times right Uh, what would your superpower be I would say speed like being really fast Um, I think it would help me in volleyball Um, but I wouldn't want like invisibility or like mind reading because I don't want to know what everybody's thinking I that that (laughs) would give me too much stress but like being able to go places quickly I like getting it done like going somewhere if I'm going to Walmart I'm going in there and I'm getting out I don't want to like dilly-dally so having speed would be my superpower attitude and work ethic were the two things two of the things that kept coming up when asking people about you and your coaches especially really saying your praises just as far as how you come ready to work every day and bring a bright and positive attitude to every practice and every game why is that because you know not everybody has that right um i think it definitely comes from my parents teaching me that at a young age um attitude and work ethic are everything um you can get a lot of like you can go far with talent but i think how you treat people and how you work every day will go farther i think people realize that usually when you leave like what people remember you yeah it might be a, a good volleyball player but i think attitude and work ethic are more important to me that somebody remembers that and i can give that every day i can't i might ha- i might not have my best day but i can give 100% every single time and i can have a good attitude because having a bad attitude will not do you any good It only brings negativity. So I think if you can have a good attitude and you can go out there and work hard every single day, that's all you can ask of yourself. I understand that you and Tegan are quite (laughs) the the duo, the the comedic duo. What what is it about you two that uh, brings out the, the funny in each other? I mean, we can literally just look at each other, give each other a blank stare and burst out laughing. I like we have such a fun time together she's truly my best friend I love her so much but I think it's just we love to keep it light and funny we love to laugh and like joke around with each other so we will be going with a joke for like 10 minutes and people are like it's over like the joke is over me and her are still laughing about it and I think we just find a way to just make every situation fun and just find something funny in everything almost was that like a day one connection between you two Honestly, no. Like, we were, we always got along first semester of last year, but it was really the second semester that we clicked, and we just, like, stuck like glue from then. Like, we were always friends the first semester, but we weren't roommates either, so I think that also was kind of like, oh, like, I'm going to stick with my roommate. We're going to be closer, and I love Kelsey as well. Uh, we're really good friends, too, but me and Tegan just connect like no other. Rooming with two of your teammates, is it – exhausting sometimes to see the same two people constantly regardless whether it's at home at practice study hall wherever Mm -hmm. honestly I don't think so the only thing I would say is like safer at home we were all like I need to see somebody else than you two you know like that type we were like okay I could use some different social interaction but for the most part the only thing I think 
somebody gets annoyed with is Kelsey because me and Tegan like to sing a lot too. And we will <laughs> get in the kitchen, put the music up all the way and sing. Luckily she's upstairs, so she might not hear it. But sometimes she's like, y'all got too much energy for me. And me and Tegan are like, we can keep going. We could keep going. How did you spend the summer of COVID? I babysat um, a 11th month old for like two and a half months and then I think it was the beginning of July um then I started working with my club that I played with my high school year and started getting in the gym at least three times a week with them for a couple hours a day just training to make sure that if we had a season this fall or even for spring but just preparing for the season was it difficult to stay consistently focused on it when there was so much uncertainty it was honestly it was really hard because I'm like you never know what's going to happen if we're even going to have a season. Right. And, you know, you put in these months and months of effort to play on the big stage, you know, have people come to your games and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know if we're going to have a season. I don't know if I'm coming back to school. And, you know, you're still putting in this work, which luckily I love my club and I love playing volleyball. So it didn't deter me too much. But it definitely was in, like, the back of my mind, like, is this all for nothing? In talking with your teammates and talking with other student athletes who have had this happen to them has that been kind of a consistent theme of the uncertainty just causes so much strife in everything not just am I going to play but is it even worth it to keep going right yeah I think it's definitely all in the back of our heads our team I think does a really good job of staying positive though and just making sure that we're looking at that angle like even when we had our only scrimmage in October, like, we were so excited for that. We're like, okay, let's get to that scrimmage. Now it's let's get to spring. Let's get to our first game. So I think definitely at the beginning there was probably more of it. But I think overall we have a very positive mindset of, like, we're just going to have to roll with the punches and take what we can get at this point. If you don't have that mindset, can it be easy to kind of have everybody fall into – despair if everybody's not able to lift one another up I think absolutely because I think um, when you see one person especially if it is a leader then you're like oh well she's not she's not in it so like why do I need to be in it and then it's just a domino effect but with everybody staying so positive I think it's been really good for us Aaron what is your favorite word my favorite word oh gosh hmm that's an interesting question. I try not to pat myself on the back too much when people say, that's <laughs> an interesting question. <laughs> yes, got one think. right. I'm trying to think of something I say a lot. I don't know. I'm more of a hand gesture person. Like, I like <laughs> throw up a peace sign or, like, do something like that. But I've been saying bye a lot, so maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yep, okay. With a peace sign, so throw it up, <laughs> tilt the head. What is your least favorite word? Oh, um, I don't know. Probably something negative. That's just like a Debbie Downer type thing. Can't, won't, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, something like that where it's just like, I never will, or something like that. I'm like, yes, you will. You can do that, or something like that. I guess just something negative. Who or what inspires you? Um, both my mom and my dad inspire me, along with my club coach director. Um, all three of them 
really pushed me to be my best every single day. Um, my mom really likes to keep that positive mindset that being negative won't do anything for you. Um, it only brings you down and focusing on the negative will affect everything in your life. If you're constantly filling your head with negative thoughts, that's what you're going to also push out into the world. So keeping that positive mindset and then as well as my dad totally back set up and both of them teaching work ethic and that you're not going to get anywhere in life unless you work for it and work hard for it and put in the work daily. And I think also just to have fun. They're really fun people. I love hanging out with my parents. Um, I got really close to them during quarantine. I mean, we were already close before, but I loved hanging out with them. And it was really hard for me actually to move back here harder than freshman year um, because I just loved hanging out with them all the time. And then my club coach going along with like the work ethic and attitude. um, I think that's just a really important thing in my life. And so I think those people would be the ones that inspire me the most. What is the last book you read for fun? For fun trying to think of the title I read one it was like a self-improvement book I'm trying to think it's like how to be the best you or something like that and it's a self-improvement book um I read it over quarantine I saw it on TikTok of course (laughs) did not realize TikTok was doing (laughs) book recommendations yes so I saw that and I read that that was the last book I read what's your worst habit saying like all the time probably that my mom gets on to me a lot I know the answer to this question, but because this is one of the ones I ask every week, I'm going to ask it anyway. What app on your phone gets the most use? TikTok. <laughs> yep, I knew that one. What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? I don't know exactly, but definitely public speaking. Probably that. I remember in my public speaking class last year, I was giving a presentation on Gatorade versus Powerade, and I totally blanked. I had like my note cards, and they were color-coded with my presentation up there, and I totally froze. I don't like speaking in front of people, biggest fear. And I remember I just sat there and I'm like looking at everybody in my class and they're just sitting there with blank faces. I'm like, um, uh, yeah, that, was, that, that would be it. What, uh, what was the difference in Gatorade v. Powerade? Basically, Powerade has more sugar. Oh, okay. that's, that's the basis of it, what I found in my research. What is your idea of happiness? I think being content with your life, whether that is if you're a millionaire, if you're poor, but just being happy and finding the things you're grateful for every day because you can find the negative in everything. But if you can look on the bright side and find the little things to be happy for and not focus on as much materialistic things and your relationships with people and what you do have, I would say that. What is your idea of misery? Mm. Being surrounded by negative people that don't genuinely care for you, I love a genuine friendship. Like, I like genuine people. And so I think surrounding yourself with fake people, or not even intentionally, but there being fake people and just negative energy around you, that would be miserable. What makes you self-conscious? What makes me self-conscious? Depends on the thing. If it is talking i've been told i have a lisp so like sometimes that'll like make me we've been talking for 15 minutes i have not (laughs) noticed a lisp (laughs) that's what i've been told so like sometimes if i'm like giving a speech or something or if i get really nervous i stutter really bad 
like if I'm giving a presentation, I'll start stuttering really, really bad. So like that type of thing, if I'm under pressure and I'm like cracking, that would be it. So one-on-one, like you are not doing any of that. <laughs> it's just in front of a group, right? It is. And it's like even if the, it was, oh, see, there's the stutter. If it was in front of the volleyball team and like all eyes are on me, I don't like that. Like I can have like a couple people like laughing, but I don't like every single person just staring at me and like listening to me. But those are the people you're around every day. I know. It's weird. I just don't like all the attention on me. I got to have, like, a couple people, like, engaged in me and then other people. But you are on TikTok <laughs> taking videos of yourself, but you don't like the attention? I don't have to talk to them, though. <laughs> I can just post a video. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? Most embarrassing? Hmm. I like throwbacks music, so let's see. I don't know, me and Tegan have been really into Tattoo by Jordan Sparks lately. That song. So I guess that would be my most embarrassing, but I'm I'm not really embarrassed by it. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? I've heard that, like, either drowning or something like that, something quick. I don't want to, like, be in pain, but I've heard if you drown, you go pretty quick. So something like that, but also I'm kind of, that's terrifying. So <laughs> something quick. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Roses, because they're my favorite flower. And I think they're really pretty. What might prompt you to lie? If it were to help somebody. Like telling a white lie to cover for them. What makes you hopeful? Knowing that I have a purpose in life makes me hopeful that there's an end goal. That I'm here for a reason. Funny you should mention purpose in life. What is our purpose in life? I think our purpose in life is to impact people in a good way. I think if you can treat people with kindness and love them, that that can be part of your purpose. I think everybody's purpose is different, but being kind to people and treating people with love. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you would ask our next guest? Um, oh, that's a good one. What's your favorite dance move? What's your go-to? Um, let me think. Because I dance a lot, so I got a lot of good dance moves. Um, I guess it depends on the song. Maybe like a step and a clap. That's kind of lame, though. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Last week, Morgan McMahon asked, what is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, gosh trying to think somebody asked me this the other day and Tegan said we were recording practice which I'm not even embarrassed by this because I trip all the time I'm super clumsy and we were recording practice because we had a scrimmage and I literally am walking trip fall right into the net like almost dragged the whole thing down and they were all like wh like what did you just trip on? I think I was throwing the ball too so it was just like a whole disaster so I guess if that had to be something embarrassing that but I'm not too embarrassed by that I can't think of anything so, what, like, uh, it seems like you've been here forever because we're in 2020 and time has lost all meaning, <laughs> yeah. but what are kind of your hopes and goals for the rest of your time at Austin P? Um, obviously do well in volleyball. I want to earn a starting position here and be a consistent player on the team as well as a leader on the team. Um, I want to do big things here, hopefully. Uh, 
I also hope to impact people in a good way that they remember me as being like a nice person and a happy person. Um, I would hate to be remembered as something negative. So just impacting people positively on and off the court. Like I want to be remembered as a good person and a good teammate and a good volleyball player. And you mentioned your management major. What are you hoping to do with that down the road? It's a really good question. But I just declared also that my minor's in criminal justice. So, because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. You're going to manage some criminals? Maybe. We'll find out. Um, so, I don't really know yet. You've got plenty of time to figure it out. Yep. <laughs> uh, Aaron, thanks so much for coming in. You lived up to the hype as a very funny and interesting guest. Thank you. Aaron Eisenhart, more than living up to her billing of being fun, interesting, and entertaining. And thanks to her for coming on and giving us a few minutes of her time this week. You're, you're not likely going to fail in finding a good personality on that women's volleyball team. No. I'll tell you that right now. No, I don't think I will. They've all been pretty good so far when they've come in. Um, we have actual basketball games to talk about next week. Uh, five. Five on the docket going to be a busy it's get them in when you can get them in because you don't know when you know the next postponement might be this is going to be so much like baseball season yeah this is going to be very much uh we've got a front of covid moving in yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is raining covid this weekend so we will you know um it's that's why when i looked at the schedule and i saw the murray games so close together i'm like that could be bad could also be great because it could be the only time (laughs) We can get both of them in, too. I mean, because you're supposed to be down 14 days with COVID, and those games are within 14 days of each other. It's kind of like, that could be bad timing. Because if you top, pop right at the Murray game in the first edition, Ugh. you are not eligible for the second edition. What kind of horrible, just a terrible And then you'll end up playing both iteration. those Murray games in February. Or, or just like, what if both the Murray games, like you're missing – Ted and Brown, Jordan Adams, like yeah. that would suck. It, that wouldn't e- even it would not be representative. Yeah, of, even if even if you won, you'd be like, uh, put, it, put an asterisk by it. I mean, I'm not putting an asterisk by it. They, no, it's going to get smart. Take that all the time. The governors, the men's basketball team, gets their season started this upcoming week, Thanksgiving week, at the hashtag Beach Bubble Gulf Coast Showcase, tipping it off on November 25th, the very first day of this college basketball season against Nebraska Omaha or just Omaha or just Omaha. They have not been consistent about what they would like to be called. I've noticed uh, they are the UT Martin of yeah. the Midwest. Yeah. Pick, they, pick, they, pick where you want your hyphen and whether you want to spell out the first word. They're, they're kind know. of a, they're kind of a, you can call us what, whatever you want to call us as long as you're talking about us kind of deal. I think uh, the winner, the, Maver- the Mavericks. So we had the pioneers and then you're going to get the Mavericks on the schedule. The winner will take on the victor between ECU and Indiana State. While this is the loser. all mascot. This event. is a this is a it's the all mascot event. This has also got a 
a big time Tennessee twinge to it because not only are we in this on the opposite side of the bracket, you got both Middle Tennessee and East Tennessee as well. And ETSU, I mean, even though Steve Forbes has now gone to Wake Forest, that's a very, very good ETSU team. So you got the Mavericks, the Privateers, the Sycamores, the Govs, the Blue Raiders, the Buccaneers. Yep. Any other mascots you want to throw in that are just random? I'm trying to remember who the other two teams in this thing are because they were they were they were rather random their own selves. But no, this should be. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm going to speak out of turn here. I'm I'm not the foremost follower of mid college mid uh, major college basketball, but you know, Omaha would probably be. A pretty easy matchup if it weren't the home open or the season opener. So both teams kind of wandering into a game where they don't know anything about each other and won't know anything about each other until they've played 40 minutes. Uh, but then you get one day to prepare for ECU and Indiana State, and those are generally two pretty good basketball programs. Indiana uh, State has been very good. ECU is kind of re- rebounding back into. Indiana State gets a pass because of some alum of theirs that was pretty good at the NBA yeah. level. I mean, Bird fellow. Yeah, that Bird guy, he, he you know, gives them a lot of cachet uh, being a good basketball program. Then you've also got, on the other side, with ETSU of Middle, you got Abilene Christian and Akron. And Akron's historically zips. a fairly good Very team. Very good. Uh, ACU, uh, first year. They're yeah, the this first is, year D1 this is their first, first, like, competing for titles year. Uh, down in the Southland, so it's going to be going to be a lot of opportunities to really see what you're about this first week. Even even if heaven forbid something happens and you're coming out of the losers bracket, you're facing some really yeah, good yeah, teams. I mean, you, you get done with that tournament, no matter where you what route you've taken, there are going to be some quality uh, net teams, men's basketball net rating teams in that group by the end of the season because they're playing very good conferences too. I I would love for the Govs and ETSU to be standing at the end of that in the championship contest. I think that would be a – It would be must-see TV. That would that would be two of the heavyweights in the mid-major yeah. ranks this year dueling it out, and I think that would be pretty sweet. The women's basketball team also opening up with a trip to North Alabama. That's the 25th. And then returning back home, the very first basketball game – in the Dunn Center, the first event, sporting event in the Dunn Center since February. When the first, the first sporting event at Austin P since the Governor's baseball team defeated Western Michigan on the night the lights went out in Clarksville. I forgot the lights went out that day. <laughs> Doesn't that seem <laughs> like that March, was four years ago? March fourteen. Uh, that seems like a lifetime ago at this point. whole uh, bunch of Zems since then. So, yeah, first opportunity to uh, see any governor's action, and that is a uh, free admission. Free admission to see the Govs take uh, on Trebekah. Uh, free admission does not mean unlimited seating. Uh, we will still be doing social distancing. We'll still have select seats available. Uh, you'll just have to come in and pick the seats you want. It but is there first come, first serve. But there will definitely be seats that are blocked off. Um, you'll have to, you know, make sure you bring your governor's mask uh, and come and cheer the governor's women's basketball team on as they face uh, Trevecca Nazarene from Nashville. And it'll be a good opportunity to kind of see how the social distancing stuff is going to work and see how entry is going to work. If you're planning to be in the Dunn Center this winter it's going to be different than it's ever been so you're going to want to get in here and really see how we're doing things for your safety for the safety of our student athletes for the safety of our coaches for the safety of us i don't want to get sick 
again. I already uh, had rule, it once. Rule one. You don't want to be sick. I don't want to get us, get sick. Sick, stay home. So let's make everyone happy. If you're sick, feel sick. Hey, the game will be on ESPN+. Yeah. Plus. Guess what? We will have a complete recap of all the action on letsgop.com. <laughs> Lastly, welcome back home, Jasmine Sensible, the all-time hammer record holder, back to coach the Austin Throwers just announced yesterday, uh, beefing up our – All the latest news. This is the only place you can get the latest news is this podcast right here, folks. Well, I mean – Telling you right now. Also oh, Twitter and – Let's go pee. And, and word of mouth. But uh, beefing up that coaching staff to make another run at OVC title this year, really interesting to see what she can do with Jackie Versman, Corey McDaniel, and the rest of the Austin P. Throws unit. The women's track and field team was probably the most disappointed of any of the teams uh, back in the spring after winning the indoor season. I know they were really looking forward to the back-to-back opportunity there in the outdoor season. Uh, but if I and you are the utmost track and field expert on our staff uh the bulk okay. of that team returns i mean yeah, the pretty freshman, much everyone's I mean, back the the track athlete of the or the was it the track athlete of the year that was the freshman of the year freshman of the year and athlete of the championships which don't believe has been done no and she is back and that's yeah. a big part of that championship effort to get you know the pole vault and now the throw is a little bit stronger to pad the lead will be extremely helpful because then you don't have to rely on everyone going out and having A performances. You can afford a couple of B performances and still be at the top of the standings at the end of the day. I added it up, and it's something like 91% of the points from that meet are coming back. So it's they're, they're not going to be hurting for talent out on the track. Haley Meyer for your community service opportunities. She has all that. We're wrapping up the month of thanks. So if you and your teammates get out in the community, please tag at Let's Go P on the social medias. If you're doing some service, we can see it. And yeah. speaking of that social media stuff, get in touch and stay <laughs> in touch with us via the web and social media. At Let's Go P on Insta and Twitter. The official Austin P Facebook page on Facebook. We still have Facebook? Oh, yeah. We yeah, do. Ba- yeah. Ba- barely. <laughs> Eric and Robin doing a lot on social media to help us out. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Cody Bush and myself and sometimes even Chris Austin. Yep, Chris Austin wanders in, posts something on the softball account every once in a great while. Uh, It'll be good to see him in the Dunn Center uh, this year uh, back at his traditional spot calling statistics. Uh, Hopefully he's not too loud for the rest of the fans. They won't be able to hear him on the second level? Probably not. And if, he may try though. Oh, he's gonna. I mean, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a may. He's gonna. And since we keep mentioning that we are tentatively, hopefully, please God, let us have some fans here in the Dunn Center. If you want to get in, you're gonna have to have a ticket. And those are gonna be hot commodities this year. So get them from our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and our assistant Johnny Morton. They have all the info you can use to get in the game. Visit Johnny at the Fortera Stadium box office for your immediate ticketing needs yep he's all there by himself so he's looking for people to stop by and he'll take your money in exchange for a ticket and a conversation so feel free to visit Fortera Stadium's ticket windows and give him a a nice hello from the PCAST when when I went over there to do temp checks last week Johnny (laughs) seemed uh lonely he he seemed like he needed some some human interaction for a few we need to just put on a permanent zoom so he can interact with people in the office a johnny cam we need a johnny cam there we go 
Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating view on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Count down the minutes until basketball season tips off. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at Cody underscore BR underscore Bush. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.